As always, we would like to say thank you to our awesome Patreon donors. This time we want to call out Christina, Jacqueline, Sarah, and Mackenzie. And we want to give an extra special thanks to Courtney and Tamar. Courtney and Tamar look like just like ordinary blackbirds. But when they walk into a patch of sunlight, you actually see that they are covered in iridescent feathers. And they're so beautiful, it makes your eyes just burst into flame. That's just what they're like. That's what Courtney and Tamar are like. Sorry, you heard it here first. When you need some dough, you don't know where to go in this patriarchal capitalist hellscape. Well, here's the sitch. We're gonna help you, sis, because bitches get riches. Bitches get riches. Bitches get riches. So can you go socks? Go socks. Go socks. Go pants. Go socks. Go pants. Go pants. Sorry, when I do accents, they always default to North Midwestern, like Wisconsin, Minnesota. Ooh, sure, you know. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh gosh, well, yeah. <laughs> hey, can I just tell you? Mm. I'm Kitty. Oh, and I'm Piggy. Oh, and we're the bitches, and bitches get riches. <laughs> It's true, actually. We are, we are too... Oh, I can't do the accent anymore. <laughs> nope, it's not happening. You know I lost what will it. center you back in the accent is you have to say, what? sure. Oh, sure. Sure. Oh, sure. We are two experts in adulting and personal finance. Oh, yeah, you found it. And we're going to try to stay one lesson ahead of everyone who turns to us for advice. <laughs> Our team on this planet is limited. So let's get started, y'all. Oh, sorry. Let me just squeeze by you there. Oh, oh, oops. Ouch. <laughs> See, I feel like I can do a Southern Bale way easier than I can the Northern Minnesota accent. You know, I feel like I, I could just go Southern so much more easily. You know, bless your heart. You sound like a, a talking cow in a direct-to-video <laughs> sequel to um, something that no one had to pay any rights for. Exactly. And when you say a talking cow, you mean like a cow that's like creepily anthropomorphized that I've got like a- eyelashes, like human oh, eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, this yeah. this has nothing to do with anything, but <laughs> we have this thing that we love, which is whenever we're watching a movie or or a TV show, mm-hmm. especially old ones, we're always watching for this. When you know the dog is a girl because <gasps> oh, it's yeah. a poodle and it's got bows in its hair and it's often Mm -hmm, done mm -hmm. to make it very clear that your other dog protagonist has a big case of the not gaze like don't worry totally like rin tin tin looking motherfucker over here who's the hero of our story or whatever don't worry he's not gay the dog he's like chasing or whatever she's got it's a fluffy poodle with bows in her her hair she's a poodle that's how you know it's lady it's just my favorite no thing. It, and like when we see it, if you were standing outside of our house when it happens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you would think that like we were rooting for a sport team, like <laughs> who's about to win a Super Bowl. No, I I love this principle because like there's there's also the unnecessary breasts on anthropomorphized yes. animals. Like if you you have like a female turtle and you know she's female because she has eyeshadow, a bow on top of her hair, and boobs. Yeah. 
and you're like, they're reptiles. They don't have mammary glands. Like, what? How else will we know that our characters are or are not gay if we don't put breasts and eyelashes and bows on our animals? Damn it. God damn it. All right. So today's letter comes to us from Patreon donor Marta. Thank you, Marta. So Marta asks, I'm writing in hope for some advice or probably just to get out of my own head and get an outsider's perspective because I've thought about this way too much. I'm in my 30s and I moved to a richer country from a poorer country, all within Europe, a few years ago. I had some truly shit jobs for a while and got incredibly lucky eventually and landed in my current job in December of 2018. I work for a charity that aligns with my values very well. I have a good boss. I'm paid reasonably well. My salary circles around average for my job title in my city, but I could probably make 20% more in a bigger city and with the experiences I now have. Trouble is, I don't really like my job? Question mark. I'm an office manager slash jack of all trades assistant, and I'm damn good at it. But I didn't choose to do it out of passion for filing invoices and fixing trivial IT problems. Girl same. I chose it because I had a wide variety of skills that you don't need a degree for. I have a degree, but it's purely academic. And people like me are very appealing to small organizations that want one person to fill all the gaps. It was never going to be a long-term plan. I just wanted something that would pay rent while I found my feet in a new country. I don't want to be solving other people's problems 10 years from now. Now that my two-year mark on the job is slowly approaching, I don't know what to do. Moving to a different role in the same organization is not an option. We're too small for that. Do I try to pursue a career in corporate slash charity internal training, which is very appealing, though I'd have no idea how to even start it? Do I try moving to a different job despite being comfortable so my CV doesn't look like I'm too stagnant? Do I stay and buckle down and write after hours to fulfill my dream of writing a novel? Follow-up, how do I deal with the emotional fallout of never being able to publish that novel, which is very likely? Uh, We'll get to that. Do I just keep this job and wait until some kind of opportunity presents itself? I appreciate that no one can solve this problem apart from me, and it's seven kinds of immature to expect you'll magically give me the golden answer based on a few paragraphs of summary. But it was kind of therapeutic to just write it out and know someone sympathetic will read it. Your blog has been consistently excellent at filling long social distancing weekends, so thanks for that. Stay safe, and please don't let the evil chicken bring you down. I don't plan to, no. <laughs> no, I love that she referenced my my evil chicken, a.k.a. Tammy too, who is the fucking worst. She a monster. <laughs> she a monster. See our Twitter for more. There's a lot of different threads here. Mm-hmm. This is some spaghetti question. It's like there, spaghetti. There's all these threads. They're all tangled together. Um, but I think ultimately when you pull back and you look, what is this plate of food? It's some pasta. So the pasta equivalent of this question is really, I'm in a job where I'm making enough money and where I don't hate what I do, but I don't love what I do. Should I be doing something else? Am I doing the right thing if this is how I feel? Mm-hmm. She's definitely not alone in this case. And, you know, I, I feel... A lot of kinship with Marta in this because, you know, you can get to a point where you're like, well, I've done this and nothing but this. Should I switch tracks or just stay with what's safe? Like, what do I even do? So she's feeling really stagnant right now. And I I get that. Yeah. Uh, My advice to this changes a lot depending on what the current economy is like. So to just kind of get it out of the way, like, obviously, uh, this is going to be a different answer if 
we're still in the middle of an awful recession and there's really high unemployment girl be 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 smart hang on to that job mm-hmm. your your time to change will come later mm-hmm. but let's kind of assume let's imagine a world where there's there's m- much more modest unemployment and moving around is a possibility um what do you look for? How do you know the difference between a job that is boring, maybe not very challenging or fulfilling? When is that a good thing? And when is that a bad thing? When is that something to flee from? And when is that something that you stick with? Oh, totally. And one part of this that I definitely want to get to eventually is her talking about how she dreams to write and publish a novel and how she she's like, I understand that that's an impossibility, which as somebody who has worked her entire career in the publishing industry, like, yes, it's really hard to get a book published, but not impossible. And writing a book and publishing a book are two different things. So I definitely encourage Marta to write it. That said, like writing a book takes a lot of emotional fortitude and mental energy. And if you're working super hard during the day and you're spending like all of your mental energy at your job, like the chances that you'll be able to successfully like work on a project on evenings and weekends, it's, it's really hard. It's And I say this as someone who, you know, for the longest time worked full time and worked on this blog on the side and, you know, carries on a freelance business. Like, it's difficult to divide your energies between ambitious passions and a difficult job. Do you remember um, the Spider-Man security guard at our school? <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. This yes. is a great example. So, um, we had a very friendly relationship with one of our security guards, uh, who worked on our on-campus buildings and he worked night shifts, which is to say he sat at a desk out front for eight hours and that was it. That was his job. Um, and you can imagine that it is a very, very boring job that gives you a lot of opportunities to do other stuff uh, on on a computer while you're sitting at this desk. Um, And we noticed the security guard was always drawing. And over time, as we got to know him, we got to see more and more of his drawings. And he's just getting better and better. And they're really incredibly talented, really good. And he was drawing like fan art of like comic book characters, Mm -hmm. especially a lot of Spider-Man stuff. And the the security guard thing He told us he had taken that job because it gave him the freedom to, like, collect the paycheck that he needed to pay rent while also giving him the time that he needed and the the creativity, the mental energy to then put towards something else. I think that was genius. And and wasn't his kind of like the the story that broke on him was like in our school newspaper because they they were like, hey, you know, our security guard who's always like drawing like here's some like prints of his work. Oh my God, he's incredible. But I love that you brought up that example because in Marta's case, like if her dream is to write a novel, like if she can find a job like that where she has a lot of downtime. You and I also started Bitches Get Riches when we were both working at a job where we could sneak in an hour mm-hmm. two's worth of looking busy at computer time that looked like we were working, but actually we were writing articles. Um, And I think there is a lot to be said for the unfulfilling job that doesn't request a lot of you in terms of your time Mm -hmm. outside of work, your creativity, your emotional energy. Um, It sounds like 
I don't know. To me, I'm on the fence in terms of like Marta's description of her current job. I think it could be a paycheck this while might you're pursuing your dream. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to just like jump in there and like steal your thunder, but my thunder, give it back. I, I know. I was picking up what you're putting down. But sometimes the job that starts out being that, the job that left you with a lot of free time and free creative energy, five years later, you may not feel that anymore. You may feel really drained Mm -hmm. by it. So I think a lot of it comes down to like paying attention to how you feel around three o'clock every day. Are you like ready to scream or are you kind of fidgeting full of energy at your desk? I think that's the easiest way to know if you're in that like that golden zone of working in that job Mm -hmm. that lets you sneak around and do other funner things. Totally. Well, and I also think like, you know, we've been focusing a lot on the, you know, have a have a basic job that spares your brain so you can, you know, work on other things. And, uh, and that way you can pursue your passion while being paid. Mm -hmm. I think that there's also something to be said, said for having a job that really engages you. Um, and really makes you feel like you're doing good work and motivates and energizes your life. And so Marta really touches on that when she asks the question, do I try to pursue a career in corporate slash charity internal training, which is very appealing, but I have no idea how to even start. I mean, you know, she has this dream of writing a novel, but like maybe she also has a dream career and maybe it's time that she, you know, sort of seriously look into how to pursue that career. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is kind of one of those things where like, I don't know what Marta's real dream here is. This this corporate training job that she hypothesizes. I kind of hear that as this is a job I've heard people who are very put together talk about. Mm. And I think it could be aligned with my skill sets, but I don't know anything about it. I don't have any passions for it or or connections to it. I just feel like I should be doing something harder sure, yeah. because I'm I'm educated and I she does mention that she would like to be making more money, which, yeah. you know, hey, hey. Who doesn't? Um, and I will say, like, um, I've known a lot of people who are um, very, very high level individuals in major corporations who have a skill set that's basically this um, executive admin assistants uh are very treasured employees and well paid. I don't know what it's like in Europe, but like I have a friend who's an executive assistant who makes six figures in the United States. Yes, she mentions uh, working on people's petty problems, mm-hmm. and I I totally get that. But like I think you and I have talked a lot about like oh hey, bitches get rich is getting to the point where we should be outsourcing some of our tasks. Like what if we had someone else draft our social media posts for us or what if we had someone come in and help us with seo or helped mm-hmm. us do our taxes or and, like and this is your reminder listeners that we do all this shit ourselves oh god we do it all <laughs> i've been doing our taxes i hate it i'm gonna kill <laughs> anyway like the thing that i think always stops us besides a hey, money like patreons mm-hmm. thank you thank you you are you are yes, helping us pay you, our bills. You are not yet helping us pay anyone else's bills. Um, <laughs> it's, I think, besides the money, the thing that we always run up against is like, who can we trust? Mm-hmm. Who really understands why we're doing what we're doing? Who really understands how important it is that these tasks 
get done in exactly this way. But exactly. Like, Listen, let, let go of everything. Bitches else. get riches is not just dick jokes about money. It's a very important vocation. It's also money jokes about dicks. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> So like, you know, the 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 admin kind of role can be so highly paid and so highly prized because if you have those skills and you attach yourself to someone who's really like a like a rising star, um, mm-hmm. they will they will absolutely pull your ass up along with them because that kind of that kind of person who really can anticipate needs and mow the grass in front of you as you are walking along, just make it so easy. That's not a job to sneeze at. That's a great job to do and a very appreciated job, but it depends. Uh, it depends on totally if it's meeting your needs. We already know you can meet other people's needs, mm-hmm. but is this what you want? Yeah. Well, and it sounds like it's really not meeting her needs right now. And that's sort of the issue. Um, she asked a lot of questions, but at the at the very base of it all is, what do I do next? Yeah. You know, she's feeling stagnant. She's at a point in her career where she can maybe pivot, but she doesn't know how. And I think like her, like the best advice we can give her is really uh, to gather information, do her research. I think a really undervalued tool in the toolbox of those who are trying to advance their careers is the informational interview. When you're at a point where like Marta is, where she's trying to pivot between a couple of different decisions, she can go a different couple of different ways. It really benefits you to seek information from those who have already walked those paths. Um, so, you know, she, she talks a little bit about this sort of dream position that she could maybe have or that she thinks she has the skills to get, but she's not sure where to start. Honestly, like LinkedIn is useless for a lot of things, but it's pretty good at helping you find people who already have the job that you want. And I would say she should reach out to people, finding people who went to your alma mater or who have friends in common who have this job, and then just reaching out to them and being like, hey, I was kind of thinking of maybe pursuing this as a career. Uh, do you have five, minute, five minutes to you know, tell me a little bit about what you do? Um, shout out to our girl, uh, Tori Dunlap at her first 100K. She has a whole webinar about how to seek out informational interviews and why and how useful they are. So I would definitely say she needs to talk to somebody who has the career that she's maybe looking into transitioning to. She needs to talk to somebody who has the career she already has, but at a higher level so she can see, you know, sort of where the future lies for her. And she needs to talk to a published novelist about their experience in getting there. Um, That might be the hardest one to find somebody to talk to, not just because, you know, there are I'm not saying that there are so few people who get novels published, but more that, you know, published novelists have a lot of people who want to talk to them for various things. So maybe start with a forum um, for writers at that point. I I think there's a big difference between liking the idea of something versus liking the reality Mm -hmm, of doing it. Absolutely. Um, So if, if you're thinking about throwing it all away to pursue some dream career, this is kind of applicable advice to anyone. If you're thinking of throwing it all away to become a musician or a writer or an actor, like, bitch, you had better be writing. You better be making music now. You better be in community theater right now because otherwise it's really easy to fall into this trap of, I think I know what that would feel like. Um, And then the actual experience of sitting down to write for hours and hours every day, you may love it. You may loathe it, but you need 
to know it. So if you can know it for free without changing your whole career trajectory yet, like figure that out now. Kitty is absolutely right. You just, you need to start practicing now. You need to start doing the things you want to do in the future right now, because if you delay, you will probably never get to them. So I think it's Dr. Nerdlove who says that the person you are today is the person you'll be 10 years from now. And what he means by that is if you're not practicing the healthy habits that you want to be part of your life right now, then you won't in the future. If you're not uh, working towards writing a novel or being a musician right now, you never will. So there's no time like the present, like, and I do want to acknowledge like the privilege that I have in saying that because I am a person with means and, um, you know, I have plenty of time to work on my hobbies and whatever, but not everybody does. Like some people who, you know, work 18 hours a day or whatever, they don't have the time or the energy to really dedicate to those things. So for, you know, people in that position, I think the goal there is to create more time and, you know, build a financial safety net so that you can eventually become the person you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like Marta is probably feeling comfortable, maybe a little underpaid, but comfortable. And that is the point at which your brain will start to kick on and ask different kinds of questions than what you ask when you are Mm -hmm. like desperately impoverished. And those questions are more fun to ask yourself, but they're also a lot harder to answer. Um, So this kind of like generalized feeling of, uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what it is I should be doing right now is a really normal feeling that I think probably everyone feels. Totally. I, I mean, I, I feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. I feel it. And I assume that everyone is like me because I am a narcissist. <laughs> That's not true. Well, mm, it's a little bit true. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. No, I, I, I feel like you're absolutely right. Like, who do I know who hasn't gotten to a point in their career where they're like, should I keep doing this? Like, I, someone who hasn't gotten to that point is incredibly blessed and yeah. lucky to know, like, to know themselves. Or possibly has, like, no, no internal life. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say, like, there's a difference between your job and your career. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what uh, Marta's struggling with because your job is like the actual tasks that you do day in and day out. So in her case, one of the parts of her job is solving stupid IT questions, which like, girl, I hear you. That sounds miserable. Um, But your career is the outcome of everything that you do. So the career that she has in this case sounds like being a problem solver. She is a, a a creative problem solver, and that's a really valuable career that she can pivot, um, I think, uh, into other positions. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times the way that you position yourself now is how you will get hired. So if you go into a new interview and you say, well, in my current role, I'm just a jack of all trades. Like if you get that job, expect for them to want that jack of all trades who will just keep fulfilling that role. Make sure you're positioning yourself in potential new opportunities um, that you're not putting those feet forward. Or if you are, you're saying, I'm a jack of all trades in my current job. 
And I'm really looking to move on because I would like to start specializing more in this area and that Mm -hmm, area. mm -hmm. Like make sure that you're communicating that. Otherwise, you're going to get more of the same. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that was such good interviewing advice. I agree. Are you good with that? I am good with that. Listeners, if there's a question you would like for us to answer in season three of our podcast, which definitely will happen... At some point when the weather is cool enough again that we feel like sitting in hot closets. <laughs> yeah, weather uh, permitting, there will be a season three. And at that time, to get your question answered, you're going to have to go to bitchesgetriches.com and click Ask the Bitches. There is only one way to guarantee that we'll answer your question, and that's to become a Patreon donor. If you like what we do and you want us to keep going, please become a Patreon donor. Support us with whatever donation amount you are comfortable with. And we also have a merch store, which I cannot recommend highly enough because there you can buy t-shirts and printable worksheets and more and spoiler alert we will be adding new items before you know it oh god i hope we're able to cash this check that we're writing right now (laughs) it'll be fine it'll be fine we definitely haven't had new merch items on our to-do list for quarterly (laughs) to-do list for like three quarters it's fine i'm putting it out there pay no attention to the man behind the wall (laughs) the wall the curtain the door it's you know that guy the wizard of oz the ghost in the walls get him out of there no 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 ghosts in the wall just the, the wizard of oz He's behind a curtain. He's less creepy. Finally. 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 There are some free things you can do to say thanks. Hey, if you haven't done these things, please, please just go rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever the hell you use. It bumps us up on the charts and it makes it easier for other people to come and find us. And then you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Pinterest. And you can subscribe to our articles so you will never have to go a week without hearing our hilarious and insightful thoughts on finance, feminism, and the lack of fucks we have to give. Mm, that's true. Do all of that at bitchesgetriches.com. Hey, uh, is there anything else I should know? Yeah, I thought about this. The three best interviewers in podcasting mm, right now. Okay. Anna Sale, Anna Sale, Phoebe Judge, and Sarah Gonzalez. Good to know. Bitches out. Bitches out. Oh, that wasn't even close to sync. <laughs> uh, here, wait. Let's try again. Ready? All right, but no countdown. Okay. We're just going to have to do okay, it, okay. all right? Bitches out. Bitches out. Oh, my God. <laughs>